Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Cowbell Triangle and Kazoo Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Knox. You can follow me on Instagram at RealAnthonyKnox and follow the show on Instagram at Cowbell Triangle Kazoo. On this week's episode, I chat with the band Cities Never Sleep. While their bio on Spotify is fantastic, I think the opening pretty much sums up the band. Cities Never Sleep is a pop-punk band forged by the harsh winds of a polar vortex. When you live someplace where temperatures look like a college student's bank account, you need to make like a Jedi and find some kind of tauntaun to crawl into. These guys are from Minnesota and are truly making some amazing pop-punk music. We do spend a lot of time discussing a couple of the covers that they've done, but I encourage everyone to check out their full-length album, Try Harder Forever. Before we dive into the latest original music, The Lost Generation, I did want to plug Cross Management, which is your one-stop music shop. This small company was born out of the pandemic and has high hopes and wishes to push your band to the top. You can reach out to them on Instagram at crossmgmtpage and see what they can do for you today. Without further ado, enjoy the song, The Lost Generation, and then my conversation with Cities Never Sleep. Yeah. 
right, so I am here with Cities Never Sleep. Uh, guys, why don't you say hello? Hello! All right, and now, when we go around and, and do some in, uh, individual introductions, so uh, um, whoever, wherever you guys want to start, you know, just you know who you are and, and what your role is within the band. Uh, I'm Joe. I sing and play guitar. I'm Pat. I play bass and I sing as well. I'm Jake. I play guitar and then do a little bit of singing here and there. And I'm Waldy and I hit drums. You don't you you don't uh, Phil Collins it or anything like that. Uh, they haven't given me a headset yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't. We're waiting for those Meeseeks royalty checks to cash in. So I can it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go with just like a, a mic. You got to move back and forth. I mean, just straight up headset if you're gonna do it. It has to, it has yeah. to be mounted. If it's, it's good enough face. for Garth Brooks, it's good enough for me. There you go. There you go. I mean, if if uh, all of our careers can be like Garth Brooks, why not? You know. So, but. Uh, hey. If our career ends with a headset on, you know, dancing on stage, I think that's all right. Honestly, <laughs> I, th I think I can live with that. A, a dream of mine is to, like, play in a venue where I can have my whole kit on a riser that a hook will drop down and pick and up the whole riser, and I'll just be floating around over the crowd playing drums. There we like, go. Fuck you guys. Uh, I want to be an angel. <laughs> well, yeah. I uh, love angel. Love, oh, angel. <laughs> love, love the big dreams, and and uh, I mean that's that's straight up Tommy Lee shit right there. So I mean that's yeah. yeah. Speaking of Tommy Lee, have you ever seen that uh, Topeka drum solo? Oh no no no! What was it? What's the city? San Diego. No, it wasn't San Diego. Some uh -huh. bumfuck place. Anyway, there's a there, be like, he has angels. a really bad bum drum solo. Oh. Where it was like, yeah, I want to say it's Topeka. He's like, I had a dream, and in that dream, I went to the right. And then his drum set flipped to the right. He's like, and in that dream, I went to the left. And then it flipped to the left. And it was like, the symbols had flanges on it, and it was terrible. Wow. I, I, I've seen Motley Crue <laughs> a couple of times when they, uh, after they reformed, and, and uh, Tommy Lee didn't like his drum set didn't move or anything like that like he he played drums but he was attached and so like he he got picked up into the air and got shot back and forth and he had like weir oh. weird weird drum like kit set up and and things like that not like a traditional one and so he'd like he'd bang on it a little bit on one and then he'd fly to the other side and do it and i was just like yeah, that's that, whatever, man. That's yeah. I misunderstood that. I thought you were saying that Tommy was just being flung around as as the drumstick, <laughs> just large drums. No, no, no. The, the his his drum. I to see that. Yeah, first. no, his drum kit just stayed where it was, and he he flew in the air and went back and forth, and I was just like, eh, uh, cool, whatever. I mean, I would yeah. I would much rather yeah, see you you know go in a circle or something, but like the Weapon of Choice music video, Fatboy Slim, when Christopher Walken's just like yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure Scott Stapp did something like that with higher. Yeah. Well, like when they played at the halftime show well, in Dallas for like he was just Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, the thing with that video where, you know, they, you know, so they literally like ran out of money. So they basically just had to have everybody stand still while Scott Stapp, you know, was moving around and things like that. It was just like, all right, man, if you don't have the money to do this for the entire video, like, don't do it at all. Like that's yeah. just, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and a, a quick correction: it wasn't Topeka for Tommy Lee; it was Tacoma. Oh, Tacoma! Right. Tacoma! <laughs> and he's like, "I had a sick motherfucking dream." 
and it's it's a, it's a let terrible dream. Let them watch it, Waldy. Yeah. Just let them watch it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, we'll uh, I'll have to check that out after uh, after the we get done. The link is below. <laughs> so, so. Um, so, I, I mean, obviously the, you know, the very first question to, to ask you guys is where, where does the name cities never sleep come from? It's from, uh, a lyric and a hit the light song. Okay. Honestly, that's where it was. I was looking through, I couldn't come up with any names that I liked. So I just started flipping through lyric, like bands, I CDs I had, they're like, they're like lyric, the liner notes. Yeah. The liner notes. And I was like, uh, that's cool. <laughs> and, uh, clearly no objections from the rest of the band and, and, uh, and you guys, uh, just rolled with it. I don't remember. If they none, of the, none of these guys were in it at the time. So yeah. Oh. Me, okay. Yeah. It was, uh, it, we, I joined much later. Well, no, I joined a year after they started and, um, everything had already been set in stone by then. And then these guys joined. Yeah. His opinion years. has didn't never matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, so there's a band called City Never Sleeps. They started like almost ten years. That is after. also a pop punk band. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we have we have years on them. <laughs> so, so all right. So I so I guess that's that's an interesting story. So you know, this isn't the original lineup for for Cities Never Sleep. So how how did this incarnation of of the band uh, all come together? Um, oh, well, um, let's see. I know in 2009, I played bass for the summer. Yeah, you played well, bass. Well, we got to go through the whole, yeah, the whole thing, then. So they're going to take you through the Rolodex of the Wikipedia. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so 2008. It was a windy year. Seven. <laughs> Ooh, this seven. is seven. I think it was eight. But, um, so we had an original drummer. It was me, and then a guitar player, and then we had... A lead sing- we had just a lead singer. Yeah. It was New Metal Joe at one point. And so we had... <laughs> <laughs> New Metal Joe, okay. All right. Metal Joe, he's a legend. Dude, he's so cool. What a great <laughs> like, a legit legend. Um, and then, let's say, like, uh, I don't, I couldn't, I don't even remember what happened, but New Metal Joe left, and then our guitar, guitar player left, so it was just, it was me, our bass player, the Jake, which is a different Jake than this Jake. Uh, and our drummer was Rio. And uh, Rio was like, hey, uh, there's this there's this dude that works at Zoomies. You should go talk to him. He plays guitar and he sings too. So I was like, okay. So I, I went to Zoomies. I was like, hey, man, you want to come to my house? You want to come home? You want to come, hang you out? Want to come home with me? Yeah. yeah you want that's not, that's yeah, not creepy before, at all. But This is before Chris Hansen was on the scene, so <laughs> Joe didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, so Joe came over and I was like, you know, we jammed through some songs on acoustic and then, uh, I, it was one of those things I was like, Hey, you want to be in the band? It was like, literally, yeah. it was just like that. I like, went over, we played the songs through maybe twice, maybe less. <laughs> and, uh, and he was just like, all right, you want to be in the band? I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> you want to be in my band? And then, uh. And then that was it. And then and, we, yeah, so we did we had, that. We did that for a little while, and then we cycled through many bass players. Yeah. I don't think the whole story. I'm, thir- I'm number thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What number was I? I don't remember. You were like three or four. I was three or four. So I was roommates with Pat at the time, and then they needed a bass player. So I'm like, oh, cool, I'll do it. 
Yeah. Uh, I got shocked really bad once in Nebraska. Yeah, there's a video somewhere and it's hilarious. Oh, wow. Yeah, because so I, I went and did like a, ah, and then I, and then I just got shocked. I was like, <laughs> no, I remember exactly what you said. Motherfucking let's go, go. You know, you go, motherfucker, move this place. Ah! <laughs> Oh, wow. And I got shocked so good. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's the best video ever. We'll try to find it for you. Yeah, it flew awesome. through my veins. Those basement shows getting shocked by janky electricity. In the- yeah. Yeah. It was, I think yeah, I was, it 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 was in Virginia, a basement show. Yeah. Well, that's, no, that's, that's in Omaha. Omaha. In Omaha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, that's, pretty, that's somewhere in middle America. So, I mean, I think you're, you're, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, but, uh, well, I mean, that's, I mean, you, every, every band has to have one guy that gets electrocuted at some point. I mean, that's, that's, it has I to happen. It. So, I mean, you get Joe's, Joe's got, Joe, I think so Joe got electrocuted a different time. Yeah, yeah. Really bad. No, there's a, big, I, a bunch of shows where he's like <laughs> trying to put his lips on. It's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that's because like you probably had like power coming into your guitar. Like, yeah, just loose water. Joe just I, just, I just plugged my guitar into the wall. And he also stands in uh, standing water, which yeah. I'm going to get. He's just not grounded. <laughs> no, usually my problem is uh, is launching like monitors off the stage or falling over <laughs> and like flipping, pe- unplugging people's gear. So like, this legit happened once. Uh, Joe tripped, pulled down the mic, <laughs> tore the cable out of his amp, and then like flailed and then kicked over the monitor and then tumbled onto the floor. Yeah, he shot the monitor into the crowd. So wow. Mike fell down, unplugged his amp, knocked a monitor into like that's why he's called the Durango. Yeah. Well that's 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 a whole different story. <laughs> but there's many stories. But it does involve him destroying things. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, um, but uh, to get back uh, so we now we now now we've got three guys in the band and one who yeah. is now the drummer but was playing bass at the time. Yeah. So and then Jake, when did you join? I joined in like 2015, I think, or 2016, maybe. Uh, Joe and I, our day jobs are uh, we're recording engineers. So oh, okay, this, where we're at right now is the studio that I primarily work at, and at the time, the studio that he was primarily working at. Um, they're switching buildings and trying to build this new fancy studio. So he was working here. We had this deal with, with him and the dude that owns that space that they could use this studio from time to time. And then, uh, yeah, I just met Joe one day and he's like, Oh, you like, you like pop pop? I think I showed you like some of my solo stuff or something. Yes. Yeah. You showed me some and of your then, solo work and then we, we were like, Oh yeah. Like, do you like these bands? And then, I, I don't know. Julian, as a guitarist, but at the time Pat was still a guitarist. So we just had three rhythm guitar- Well, sometimes yeah, we, we, we had a play bass these, player at the time. We did have multiple blaze- bass players throughout the time, though. Well, and you don't yeah. and you don't see that very often. I mean, you know, one bass player is usually all you ever see. I'd be game for a band that's got two or three. I mean, absolutely. Is it wasn't that like a hairball or not hairball? What the fuck was that? Turn it up to eleven. Like what's no, that? the hairball is a cover band. Final final tap. Tap. So that's there final was a final tap, tap with three bases. <laughs> really? it's big bottom or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Thirteen bass players in this band. Yeah, yeah. Pat eventually just switched from guitar well, to bass. I, I switched to bass because neither of these guys would do it. So, 
All right. I was like, fine, I'll do it. And I'll to have be the fair, least amount of responsibility. I sound right? awful when I play bass. For whatever reason, I can't play bass and make it sound good. I'm like all slappy and just yeah, I sound like Fieldy from Corns. Give it, you bang, you. Just doesn't. All right. So so this so this uh, grouping of the band has been so five six years at this point basically. Uh, I was twenty eighteen. Sounds about right. I joined a year after the band started, so I've I've been with Pat for like eleven or ten or eleven years or something like wow. that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was oh nine for a summer, and I joined in twenty eighteen on drums. Okay. All right, so so three years then, as the four of oh, you yeah, in your oh, yeah. in your yeah. current yeah. roles and and everything like that. So all right, so um, so obviously you know the the fact that uh, you guys have gone you know as a as a pop punk band, which uh, again I I fucking love pop punk music. So uh, you know finding your guys's. Uh, uh, recordings on on Spotify was just you know it was like fucking heaven for me just listening through the the entire catalog and and just uh, you know reminiscing of you know being back in in you know my friend's basement just you know hanging out and and popping in you know at CDs at the time and shit even cassette burn cassette CDs. tapes well of course burn CDs but even even you know still making mixed tapes uh you know in in the basement and. And I the the uh, stereo that I had for whatever reason it recorded any sound that was like outside of of it as well. So you had to be fucking silent while you were trying to record it. Otherwise, you're going to hear yourself talking in the background. So, um, but you know, but so creating that. But so so obviously, you guys have all you know you you've created this pop punk. Um, I, I will go so far as to say masterpiece because I fucking love it. Um. That's very kind. Uh, what uh so for you know from each of your perspectives kind of what were your favorite you know bands growing up you know coming to this point of creating this band you know whether it was pop punk or, or something else you know just kind of what what inspired you guys to create uh, you know or to form this band this this incar you know incarnation of the band to uh um uh, you know to where you're at today Joey uh, so like I listened to a lot of different music other than pop punk, but like the pop punk bands that I listen to like consistently still, uh, are Bayside, um, okay. Say Anything and, um, uh, um, Green Day. I mean, not their newer stuff, but I, I love like, you know, the, the Green Day that I grew up with and all that fun stuff. But like Bayside, Say Anything and Green Day are like my, my trifecta. That's all. It, you don't you don't hear a lot of people talking about Bayside or say anything when you know when you start talking about you know uh, big time pop punk bands and and things like that and um, both both absolutely fantastic bands. Um, but oh, yeah. the Bayside yeah, but the set oh. so the second you start talking Green Day, uh, by far and away you know probably top three band uh, of all time in 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 my opinion as far as my favorites and things like that. Uh, actually, there's so there's another another uh, band that I I just talked about. And we we spent a lot of time talking about Green Day. Um, top three albums from from Green Day. Uh, this uh, I always like to hear what what people think are you know or what their favorite three are. And and okay. the re and the rest of you feel free to also chime in on this. But okay, so I think I think mine is probably um, Dookie. Okay. Warning. Yep. And then. Um, Oh, Jesus. 
Um, I'm going to say shenanigans. Ooh. Really? I like shenanigans a lot. Weird. All right. Uh, top three is Insomniac, Dookie, and Nimrod. Okay. For me, it's Dookie, Nimrod, and Warning. I'm, I'm into the weird shit. I really like yeah. Nimrod, or I really like Warning as well, too. Yeah. It just doesn't. It's, it's just, like not even a pop punk record, but I love it. That's yeah. very different. And I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I grew up, I was a hardcore kid, and I just okay. missed all pop punk. I was like, if it's not screaming, I'm not listening. <laughs> all right. Fucking all right. pansies. All right. Well, so so we're done talking to Waldy for the rest of the night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the so Dookie, Dookie and uh um and Nimrod for sure. But I always go back to Kerplunk. I just absolutely from from start to finish can listen to that album. And especially like you know, you get halfway into it and then you've got you've got dominated love slave and it's just like, what the fuck is this? And, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, outside, you know, after, uh, uh, after American idiot is kind of where it it went downhill for me. I mean, I love, I love American idiot and I can listen to that. I'm not even trying to disparage their more recent work. Like each album that they've released has songs that I like on them. It's just hard for me to get into music nowadays. Yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, for, for the, in that in particular, it's tough because, you know, it, it, Yes, there's a few a few songs you know here and there on the albums and things like that, but like I don't want to listen to the album all the way through. Like I, I'll just pick out a couple of them yeah. and then and then I'm going back and I'm listening to Dookie from start to finish. Like that's that's just kind of the the way that it is. But you kind of have to. It's yeah. like it's an unwritten rule. Yeah, yeah. I will. I'll never I'll never forget. I had uh, I had a friend who he had the the Dookie album, and I had uh, the Deep Blue Something album that had Breakfast at Tiffany's on it. Cause mm-hmm. just fucking, oh. just fucking love that song, and that was a great song. and and so literally and like he he became obsessed with the song. He's like, dude, he's like, you want to trade CDs? Like, I'll give you Green Day Dookie if you give me the Deep Blue Something album. I was like, sold, and and you know just essentially ran away from his house because like no no tradebacks. Like this is not happening. <laughs> so. Yeah. You're a dummy. This has one fucking song. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> yeah, when he got to track two, he's just like, "Oh, I now see why you wanted to trade this album." So, gotcha. <laughs> so, but, um, all right. So, uh, all right. So we got uh, we got Bayside. Say anything in Green Day. Uh, next up, uh, you know, bands that you know uh, you know inspired you to want to make music and and you know ins- inspired you you know for this band. So I'm probably the only person that actually listens to pop punk, especially <laughs> wow. current, especially yeah, currently. Current pop punk, yeah. Okay. Uh, but um, honestly, like when I was growing, like growing up and stuff, I listened to like a lot more like Hopeless Records, Fat okay. Records, and things like yep. that. I mean, but I like I I grew up with Green Day. Early Blink One Eighty Two is my favorite. Yep. Um, I like. No use for a name. MXPX. Ooh, yep. oh, MXPX. MXPX. I will. I will cheers to MXPX. MX, oh. MXPX. I think is one of the the greatest. Uh, and Newfound Glory. Yep. There's, those are my favorites. Um, I listen. That's pretty much what I listen to. Like Descendants. Yeah. Face oh. to face. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. I. Um. I will. Uh, the. For forever and as long as I as long as I you know can still remember you know life and anything like that. Um, the very first song I illegally downloaded from Napster was MXPX Responsibility, and I, I just I just felt like I, I felt like wow that's you know that that's kind of uh, uh, you know the perfect song to be illegally downloading. So 
and uh yeah. but uh yeah but so that that was that was the very first one and 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 the ever passing moment i i can listen to that album all the way through like it's just it's fantastic mm-hmm. all right next yeah i was i was really into i still am into alkaline trio that was kind of my yeah intro so it was from a weird angle yep you know into the pop punk scene but i think yeah they, they were definitely my, my favorite back in the the day but then you know I, I grew to like green day blink and all all that yep. newfound glory but i'd say like some of like the like pop punk adjacent bands like alkaline trio was kind of like horror punk like picking up where yep misfits left off and then um i would say like motion city soundtrack okay. was always yeah a, awesome a for me. um are we picking three is that the deal i don't know just I mean, I those two. I mean, this is a punk rock honestly, base, so Liquid Energy Two, whatever you like. Yeah, once I got into Liquid Energy Two later on, um, yeah, that was definitely one of my major influences. Nice, nice. All right, so all right, Waldy, we'll let you back into the conversation oh, now. Cool. I'm, 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 I'm out of timeout. <laughs> what, what fueled the Jade, Jade Redemption? Though? <laughs> uh, so, I yeah, I grew up in fourth grade. I mean, I grew up plenty of times, but in fourth grade, uh, my dad was a youth pastor and kids in his youth group listened to heavier music. And so I got like, because at the time I was like, oh man, I shouldn't be listening to this because it's screaming. Uh, But I got a Zayo where blood and fire brings rest. Okay. Yeah. And sacrifice. uh, Like those were like my first two, like in like, I was like, oh, this is scary music. I like it. <laughs> and so here I'm in like fourth grade listening to like, you know, like hardcore metal records. Yep. And then uh, in my hometown, we had a Christian music festival called Sunshine. And I walked into the area where it was the HM stage and I saw a band called Point of Recognition. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that band doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, they were an early Face Down Records band. Okay. And I was like, okay, this is my life now. And like, I, I was like, okay, cool. And I saw people stage diving. So I jumped up on stage and I stage dove as like fourth grader. And I was like, this is my life now. <laughs> so right. I saw, yeah, Point of Recognition and then Knowness and Victim. And then, yeah, growing up, then it was like those bands, Figure Four, Zayo, Living Sacrifice. Mm-hmm and that whole thing but and then like i you know merged into the whole like emo whatever okay and like a lot of like the hybrid emo and hardcore so bands like to this day one of my favorite bands is uh beloved okay yep and then uh as cities burn mm-hmm. and so like if i would say right now currently my favorite band is thrice and me and pat are feuding about them uh, I'm surprised <laughs> we're actually talking right now. Um, but yeah, Bryce, you Beloved, be, and As Cities Burn. You can okay. be friends with this pretty well, dude. No, we can't. Well, um, well, yeah. I, well, okay. So maybe, maybe I need to to referee a discussion around Thrice. Um, yes. What's what seems to be the 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 issue, boys? So uh, Pat <laughs> calls them butt rock, and I said he's an idiot, and he's drunk. No, I said new Thrice is butt rock. Yeah, old Thrice was metal. Okay. But they weren't metal. It wasn't even metal. Was they weren't metal. They like, sure as shit were. No, were they metal. weren't. Before artists in the ambulance, they were shreddy, like post-punk alternative. Get the fuck out of here. No, <laughs> you're, you're, you're <laughs> a dummy. 
You're so you're gonna so put on good. Deadbolt and say that's a fucking metal song? No, go home. Go back to Duluth. Go get hypothermia. Guys, nope. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It sounds like the band is officially breaking up. And this, yeah, this, this, is, the, this is the last interview now. Yeah, I mean, we, we were due for our 14th bass player. That's true. That's true. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I was definitely, Artist in the Ambulance was my, uh, like, introduction to Thrice. Okay. Yep. And then anything beyond that, like, Vesu and To Be Everywhere is To Be Nowhere are like my two favorite Thrice records. And then the Alkaline Indexes are brilliant. I just love the diversity in it because it's heavy. Then there's electronic. Then there's it, – it's beautiful. Like I think they're the perfect band because they're heavy, they're aggressive, but they're also like soft and melodic and beautiful. So then how, how did your kind of musical path bring you to a pop punk band? We friendship asked, we asked him okay all right that's, yeah, i like to I, I like to hit drums okay and i hit them hard all right he was like moving back from kansas city to here and yeah and it was literally like hey do you just want to like record a song with us we need a drummer for us the thing i'm like okay and the first song i think i did was an unreleased cover are we going to talk about uh, it is this going to be the potential debut <laughs> is that Debuke. We should do it because then we have to finish it. Yeah. We should. Okay, okay. Cool. Okay. So yeah, it was uh, for a cover of Uptown Funk, but we did it okay. as Uptown Punk. Oh, all right. Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. We changed the lyrics a bit to make it fit within the Minneapolis punk scene. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, at, at this point, I'm I I will just officially tell everybody that the the single is on its way. So yeah, you have to finish it now at this point. I mean, yeah, at least by 2024. Right. Race. To make sure no one else gets magnificent at, idea. At least on. within the next oh, year and a half. There we go. All right, all right. Uh, I'll I'll hold you guys to that. Eight, we got eighteen months coming so. soon. Yeah, believe it or not, though, we do have like original songs that we write. Right. That we're, not, we're not just a cover band. No, but no, I, and and, and you know, in in listening to to all the music that you guys have done, I mean, obviously, um, you know, we we were talking about it before we started, you know, uh, officially recording and. Um, you know, Kokomo was the song that, that I heard first from, you know, you guys, cause it was on, um, it was on some, uh, compilation, uh, like they, uh, unsigned pop punk bands or something like that, where, um, it was all covers for the month of May or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but, um, but like you guys were one of the, f- you know, first songs on it with, with Kokomo and I just like, Hell yeah, that is fantastic. And, yeah, and so, and, and you know, led into led into you know hearing the rest of of what you guys have have done at this point, um, and so we'll we're, we're gonna table talking you know Kokomo and and Mr. Meek Seeks and and you know all the all that good stuff. But uh, so you know we talked about kind of influences and and things like that. You know, one of the things that I always uh, like to to ask bands is so. What is a a band, uh, you know, uh, artist, singer, you know, whatever that, uh, you know, you guys would not necessarily, people would not necessarily think you guys are into? Ooh. Uh, Mine is like one of my favorite artists of all time is John Mayer. It's like my, I, I fucking love John Mayer. I, 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 I would lick sushi off his belly. I, John, so I had, I had an ex-girlfriend who was in love with John Mayer and, and I was just like, like, okay, whatever. Like this is, this is 
fine and and whatever. And but so I got tickets to to go see him. You know, oh, she and I. Man. He, I literally was just like enthralled by everything he did. Like he's just amazing on guitar. You know, even all the poppy songs. He like had these amazing guitar solos in the middle of it and and things yep. like that. And then it se- it sealed the deal for me. Um, you know, when he, when he did, uh, the cover of, uh, Free Fallen on, on yeah, the live yeah. album. And, and I was just oh, like, good tour then. yeah, I, it was just, I was just like, man, like, this is so good. And like, he is just so good. And then he finally started get getting more away from like the straight up pop songs. And it was, I mean, everything he does is still poppy. Like, there's no doubt about that, but like just more, you know, more blues feeling to it and things like that. And I was just, I'm, was, was very impressed, you know, seeing him live and, and then, uh, you know, can appreciate it more. I mean, I struggle listening to the first two albums that he has, but, um, you know, starting with, uh, um, uh, continuum, you know, and on, you oh. know, it, it's just great stuff. Yeah, so. I, I, I love heavier things. Like, uh, that's, that's like one of the first CDs I bought with my own money. Okay. Like yep. I was super late to modern music. I grew up listening to like oldies and classical music. Johnny Lang. Not Did you no, have like a big thing? Like, well, I no, he was like, he came to a bar that was near my hometown once and I, I saw him. So he was like a random person that I liked. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, like, I didn't, I didn't really start listening to music until I started playing in bands when I was like 15, 16. Then I started listening to bands and like kind of like closer to pop punk. But I, I didn't really listen to popular music when I was growing up. Gotcha. It was like, it was like oldies. Yeah, it was from like this like small mining town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Near it's called, Canada. It's called Silver Bay and it's like on the lake shore in Minnesota. Okay. All right. John Mayer? What was um, he? Taylor Swift. I mean, we all he, love him. And he loves Taylor Swift, too. He doesn't just like Taylor Swift. Oh, dude, T-Swizzle, man. All, of the, all that. <laughs> Fucking great. Well, me and Pat go round and round with the whole ta- Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. I, I uh, um, for my, my niece is, like, finally starting to get into music and things like that. I'm trying to, trying to mold her a little bit into, you know, having an eclectic musical taste and things like that, but for for christmas or her birthday i can't remember now but i was just like i was like all right so what do you what do you want for christmas and and she started saying i'm like no all right what do you want for music because like that's i'm i'm uncle anthony like we're gonna get you music and she's like oh just give me everything taylor swift has done so i was just like all right so i bought her every taylor swift album and you know so she so she she has she has them all and and just listens to them on repeat and i was like all right i I can work with this to get you into some other, you know, some other music and things like that. But yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with loving, loving a little T Swizz. So, I took my daughter to the concert, man. It was fucking great. Oh, nice, nice. All right, Jakey, me. Hmm. Let's see. I'd say Phoebe Bridgers. Okay. Like, oh, pretty yes. much any like female singer songwriter, like you know Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus, that whole like kind of new wave of like female singer-songwriter, folk, indie, yep. stuff like that. That's my shit and has been for quite a few years now. So, Love love me, love me female singers. And, and mine, mine uh, for, you know, music that, uh, you know, people may may not necessarily expect based on, you know, everything else I listen to and things like that, but love Sarah Bareilles. Just absolutely oh, yeah. everything about Sarah Bareilles is just... And, and so she... Clever. I went, I went to, and saw... Um, 
it was uh, Counting Crows, Maroon Five were the the headliners, which Maroon Five was like whatever. But that's uh, a solid show. Yes, yeah, but Counting Crows was amazing. But Sarah Bareilles opened, but she ju- just was playing the piano through it. It wasn't like a whole band or whatever. And fuck, she is good. Like it's just it, it's just astounding how how awesome she is. And and uh, um, yeah, I mean the from the first time hearing Love Song and and uh, just gravity. Oh God! Bird gravity, not John Mayer's. Yeah, well, John Mayer's gravity is good too, but both, Sarah takes that one. Yeah, John both. Mayer's gravity is better. Shut up! I, I'm not. I don't have a dog in the fight because I love both the gravities. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. So, so Waldy, how about you? Okay, so as the, I the hardcore kid. Yep. Uh, the band that everyone's like, you like that band? I thought you just like screaming. Uh, so this was like in high school. Um, Pedro the Lion. Yep. Okay. Uh, where, I mean, he, David Bazan, I think is one of the most brilliant songwriters. Like he's phenomenal. That's awesome. Um, but I also too love Taylor Swift. Yep. Okay. And then I was telling, showing Jake this one just today. Uh, my super guilty pleasure is, uh, the Somerset. Okay. Yeah. Where they are. I've never done cocaine, but. I assuming I'm assuming that that's what it is like, where it's just so catchy and you're like, oh yeah, yep, and it's just you're hooked. Wow. And so I'm not gonna do cocaine, but I'll just listen to the Somerset. Yeah. I, wow. You you don't you don't hear a lot of people talking about the Somerset like that's. They're really good. Yeah, it's it, it's surprising how how good they are. I mean, I I'll never forget. You know, one one other band that I'm using the term band very loosely here right now. But um, when I first heard it, I was just like, "Huh, okay." Uh, it was One Direction, I, and I don't I don't know I don't know what it is. No, no, no. And, okay, and I, I will tag team off of that. Yeah. The Harry Styles, yeah, not bad. Yo, it is not bad at all. Ooh. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember I, I, you know, I put together a playlist or whatever and I was sitting in, in, um, you know, one of my buddy's offices and, and, uh, he was just like, oh, I'll just hook up your iPod and, you know, so we'll have some music going in or whatever. And, and, you know, it's going through and, you know, there's, you know, there's some classic rock, there's some alternative nineties stuff, whatever. And then all of a sudden, um, uh, One Direction comes on. He's like, dude, what the fuck is this? I was like, no, don't, don't come at me when they you're, when you're first. When your first, when your absolute favorite band that you defend to everybody is Depeche Mode, like don't don't come at me like like that. You know, you you like some weird stuff. I like some weird stuff. Like that's just we're just gonna get past this or whatever. But honestly, if I had to pick between you liking One Direction and Depeche Mode, I'm gonna take the One Direction. So I got your back, dog. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Waldy. You can be in the conversation the rest of the the interview now. So. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm back in, baby. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, so, I mean, so, you know, it's interesting, you know, obviously again, as a pop punk band, you know, and, and influences, but like music is so universal and, and there's going to be pieces of it for everything that have, you know, come into, to everything that, that, uh, um, that we're listening to and that, that you guys are influenced by and, and things like that. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, again, I mean, you guys, you guys have, you know, covered, thank you next so i mean like i wish that got more popular yeah <laughs> that's a damn good cover it, it's i, I i'm pretty i like you know I, I was listening i was like i was like wait a minute i fucking know this song like i don't know why i know this song but i know it and so i had to like 
I, I actually had to Google. I was like, oh, that's right, because Ariana Grande. Like, got it. Okay. But, uh, Ari. <laughs> so, uh, Ari. Ari. <laughs> so, um, awesome. So, yeah. So, um, all right. So, we've got, you know, we've got your, you know, some of your influences and, and, uh, uh guilty pleasure music and, and things like that. So, um, you know, let's, let's talk about your music and, and just, putting together, you know, the pop punk music that, that you've done. I mean, again, obviously, you know, I've already mentioned Kokomo and, and, you know, that cover and, and, uh, and things like that, but you know, the originals, the, the, the original stuff that, uh, that cities never sleep does, you know, what, you know, what is kind of your, your process as far as putting, uh, a pop punk song together, um, that, that you guys eventually want to record and, and release to everybody. Well, a lot of it's Pat. He comes up and he just, he's a demoing machine where he just demos out a song and then just, it, it just gets tossed down the pipeline and then they make magic happen and I just smash it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it almost always starts with Pat, you know, writing the songs and then we all obviously give our little flavors, our input and then produce it as a, as a band, you know, we all have. We we have the the tough discussions about changing parts and, and changing like, lyrics here and there. When yeah, most of the time it's spot on. The, yeah, oh, most of the I mean, Pat does a good job. Yeah, we, right. we 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 have our moments, but we we Pat starts with uh, with an idea, or you know, like we'll we'll start building it up from there. We just kind of throw it into to Pro Tools and and start adding tracks, and you know, we get the guitars done relatively early, and then kind of just work backwards from there okay yeah a lot of the time it's i get rough like rough guitars and then smash some drums out nice so and so there's so there's a lot of i mean i i I mean obviously i assume you know with any band that that there's going to be a bunch of collaboration as far as putting everything together but but pat you're kind of the the backbone i guess for lack of a better word as far as putting putting the the structure together Yeah. yeah he's dad yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> so and so uh, so I guess uh, so to start with Pat. So as far as like becoming inspired, you know, for for you know creating the music that that you guys are are creating. I mean, you know, what what kind of goes through your your process of of putting something together? I mean, is it you know writing lyrics down in a book or humming melodies into your phone or you know, how to, you know, kind of where, where does everything start to, to then create the finished product? Uh, a lot of time, it really depends. Um, sometimes I'll just write ideas down, like in my phone or I'll have a notepad and I'll just start writing stuff down. Um, some tracks will like have no like format that would go to any music. And then I, I will just place it in there later or um, sometimes I'll write the music first and then I'll write lyrics based on how that music feels to me. Um, it, so there's a, just a bunch of different ways I go about doing it, I guess. All right. And so for the, for the rest of you guys, I mean, do you, do you guys also kind of come with, you know, lyrics or, you know, ideas for something that then you need to put lyrics over, um, you know, uh, or does kind of, Pat just kind of run the show and you guys, you know, basically tear it apart and then create something all together. 
Well, usually, like, if, like, I've got, like, guitar riffs or, like, maybe a chorus um, here and there. There's, like, you know, there's only been a couple songs that, like, I've written by myself. Okay. Um, and that, that kind of made it without any changes. But, like, for the most part, nowadays, like, if I'm including something, it's usually, like, either a melody or a guitar riff that's really strong. And then we all just kind of build it together. Excellent. Yeah. A lot of, yeah Joe and I will just, like, because we you know, live near each other and we hang out in the studios all the time. So we'll like, you know, every once in a while get together and write like, like almost fully compose a song, just guitar parts. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, together we kind of build it from there. A lot of times Pat still ends up writing the lyrics. Yeah. That's, that's the way, uh, kerosene. Yeah. Yeah, Kerosene kerosene started with me and Jake just like, we were bored waiting for someone to come to practice or something. And we uh, we just like started playing guitar together for the like a rare moment. We we typically don't just jam together, so like okay. we we had our guitars out and we started just kind of playing. And then the song just was like a demo at first that yeah. me and him were just sticking around with. And then Joe had like from the get go, he had that that chorus melody in his head. Like there weren't lyrics yet, but it was like you know I think we laid down like a mumble track or something. Mm. And then I just. Uh, and then I wrote lyrics on the way here. Yeah. yeah. So Pat lives in Duluth, and the rest of us live in Minneapolis. So Which it's is, just two oh, and a half hours yeah. drive. Wow. Okay. Yep. Sometimes he'll just like write lyrics in the car on the way. To, so like in two and a half hours, he has like a pretty well thought out idea, at least, of where we're gonna go with the song. Nice. Yeah, I don't do much. <laughs> well, you smash shit. I mean, we yeah, we've established that now. That's not true though either. That. Like, when Waldy first, like, joined as a drummer, half of where we are right now, that Try Hard Forever album is okay, all yeah. because of Waldy. That's true. He likes yeah, I'll to take think, some credit. He likes to think he doesn't do anything, but he he certainly did. He reformatted... Uh, our Time what, Down There. Yeah, Our Time Down Here, okay, which is, that. you know, which was a super old song. We wrote that in, like, 2011. Wow, okay. Yeah. And um, we had... Re- we recorded it and put it out on this album called Dudes with Tudes. Don't search is, for that. Which you can. <laughs> you can, you can, you can you search can, for it. You won't find it anymore. Yeah, you will. Unless Joe took it down. It's I might multiple, have scrubbed it. I'm it's in multiple different places. <laughs> it's not worth checking. It's I'm not make sure good. it's scrubbed before this happens. It's really not that bad. <laughs> okay, no, it's it's not, there's some good songs it's on there. Good. good songs sounds like shit. Look, I'm sorry, look, guys. Okay. That sounds like shit. Everyone needs to shut up. Look here. There's a lot. Yeah, Dad's talking. Come on. If you if you were to Google <laughs> us and look around, you could find a lot of shit of ours that isn't on Spotify. We have an entire cover album that's not on Spotify. Okay, it's there's also it's another on, Christmas it's on album. SoundCloud. It's yeah, it's on like it's. I think it's on SoundCloud. You're right. Yeah, Reverb Nation. It, well, <laughs> I think I, I think I like that one. There's literally a whole bunch of stuff that we've we've released over the years that we didn't put on Spotify because we wanted to try. And, Rebrand a little bit. Yep. Okay. Um, and but yeah. So when Wally joined <clears throat> on drums, like we reformatted, and he came up with the idea to let's let's with five of the songs. He's like, let's put out this EP with some old stuff. We'll re-record it. We'll record it better. We'll put like a couple of tracks that are mostly unreleased, and you know we'll put that as an EP. And then I was like, hey. Let's put out a full length and put songs that nobody's ever actually heard on there as well. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So, yeah. And I guess the one thing I will take credit for 
and it's the reason we're all here is Kokomo. Okay. So so let's let's talk Kokomo now. And and yeah, so would you like that story? <laughs> well, I I would. So I so my very first question is is that is it just cuz you guys are uh, Beach Boys fans or because of Space Force? Cuz I mean that became pretty uh, well before so we well before Space Force. Okay. Thing. Okay. So, um, Kokomo, I mean, Kokomo just fucks. Sure. <laughs> and so what happened, and I remember, I remember this moment and I'm right about this. So I'm right. I don't uh, remember how it happened. So we were driving moment. to a shitty show in shitty St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, there was a, there was a big old gang war that yeah, happened. War. Our van broke down. And that place can burn in hell. Um, <laughs> and never go to St. Cloud, Minnesota. Yeah, if, you're a, if you're a human being that travels. Good people there. There's some good fine yeah. spots. Unless you live in St. Cloud, Minnesota, people listening, it's great. I love it's it. great. I love you so much. You yeah, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about you guys. Absolutely not talking about yeah, you Yeah, you're great. Um, you're, anyway, uh, before I get place. in a deeper a hole, uh, we were driving, <laughs> and I just played Kokomo. And I, I, I talked, I said something about it, how it fucks. And then that was it. And then we get to the venue and I just had it playing on my phone while I was like taking my drums out of my cases. And I kept starting it over and over and over and over. I played it like six times in a oh, row. Yeah. And I want to say, Joe, you're like, this song's a lot longer than I remember. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's because it fucks. <laughs> Yeah, you had it on repeat while we were like setting yeah. up stuff at the venue. And, and I, I, I'm not kidding; it was like six times that I repeated it. Well, oh. he also does this thing where if he has a song stuck in his head, he'll oh, sing yeah. one line out of it over and over. So he'll just be like Aruba, Jamaica, and that's it. But then, like four <laughs> seconds later, I'll be like, Yeah, Aruba, Jamaica, <laughs> and so for like weeks. All right. it, it's, it's very yeah. And so. So at, what ended up happening was we ended up somehow working it into the very end of our set. Yeah. So which like, we would end the set with Bad Wolf, and then it would like ring out, and then I'd hit a one, two, three, four, Aruba, and we just did like thirty we just, seconds. We of just it. did the very end, the like chorus. the very beginning of that part, and then the end of the chorus, and we would end the set with that. It wasn't even a full song. Okay, it was like the outro that's like on the actual cover. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right, perfect. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an amazing cover. Like I, I was very impressed. Um, and, we were for sure when we started. For oh, sure. I was. I was one hundred percent certain it was fire. Trip. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I've loved Kokomo ever since I heard it in in cocktail for for the first time, and and uh, um, you know, and then of course, you know, big on uh, Full House. Uh, you know, when they were all playing in the the stadium, and and yeah. uh, let and, me tell you one thing, dude. There's I wanted John Samos to be in our music video so bad. <laughs> we never asked him. He, he never, got, he never yeah, got back. He never got back to us. He ghosted us. Um, you know, what an it's asshole. just Jesus. Glad, like there like, are so many better better Beach Boys songs, but this is the only Beach Boys song that we can do better than the Beach Boys. I I I'm not. I would not argue that that point at all. We, I, it's it's so good. Um, <laughs> I I'm just like I I was. And again, I'm, I'm I'm listening to this playlist and you know just kind of you know getting into whatever and and all of a sudden it's just like Aruba, Jamaica. I'm just like, no, they're, like they're not. Somebody's not actually covering Kokomo, right? Like that's that's not a, that's not happening. And then it just kept going, and I was just like, all right, 
all right, I, I dug it. And I mean, I didn't play it like six times in a row, like, you know, like you did, Waldy. <laughs> but, um, but I was just like, yeah. I, I was like, this is fantastic. And, and uh, which, you know, was kind of, you know, my, my gateway drug into, uh, you know, all of your, uh, your uh, albums and stuff that's on Spotify. I mean, again, I haven't, go- I haven't Googled you guys or gone to Reverb Nation because who the fuck does that? And, you know, and, and all the it's people that want to find the hidden gems. <laughs> yeah. Just don't. I don't have enough, do I don't have enough time for that. But, um, but so, so one of the things that, that I was, I was actually really impressed with um, uh, for you guys is, is that the cover art for, for some of the stuff that, that you guys have. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie. I'm terrible at remembering album names unless I've listened to them like 3 million times and, and things like that. Yeah. But you've got this one album cover where it's like a teddy bear is destroying Tokyo kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. who who put that together for you guys? So, okay, so was, this, okay, I don't know who else it's I was going to say, originally, um, our buddy Jesse, who's in a band with me and Jake, did like a rough sketch of it. Yep. Okay, hold on, it goes deeper. It goes deeper. Yeah, yeah well, so it, then, it goes deeper, but he did the original, like, drawing. So, so explain this. Okay, so the teddy bear that you see is an original Beanie Baby. Uh, I forgot the name of the Puffins. 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 So it, we we named him Puffins. And okay. if you look on YouTube, on our YouTube, there's a video <laughs> from like 2009 of uh, Pat, maybe just me. I think it's just you. Um, I filmed and uh, and the 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 video is like called I okay. So it's called catastrophe. Okay. What happened was I was, sleeping, catastrophe. I was I was sleeping. <laughs> I was sleeping in the in my house one day, and I heard this awful screaming. And uh, I looked out my window, and in real life, I saw a cat pulling a rabbit underneath a chain link fence. Oh wow! And it was it was one of the most like brutal acts of nature I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, and it like it stuck with me really really hard. So I was like, Pat, we need to make a horror movie. So we <laughs> did this horror movie called Catastrophe, where we made that Beanie Baby the cat, and we chronicle we chron- I don't know the word I'm looking for. We we depicted what i saw and heard wow okay that morning and so uh yeah that uh that that cat is the cat that's destroying the city but we've made two versions uh, two videos there's catastrophe one and two yeah and two go like we had a a friend start it uh start like helping us like do some stuff with it and it was like way darker It, (laughs) it turned out to be like almost a little disturbing like towards the end Interesting. I'm I'm gonna have to go and look that up after uh, after we get done here because, you know, I yeah. I don't feel like sleeping tonight. Clearly, and it sounds like this is this is a horror movie that that's gonna that's gonna keep me up. That's that sounds oh, awful. It's something. It's something. Some will scare you. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but uh, so I mean, obviously the the cover art for that just like pops and and just like sucked sucked me in to be like, okay, all right. So not only. Great cover of Kokomo that that gave me the the gateway in. The tunes that that you guys have created are just fantastic pop punk songs. I mean, again, it's you know this is stuff that that I would expect to hear from you know All Time Low and and Simple Plan and you know things like that. Like that, like your your style of music like very much reminds me of those two bands. Like that, like if yeah. I, if I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put they're gonna have a child. It's it's cities never sleep. Like that's that, that's what's that's what's happening. And um, but yeah, it's you know, and then uh, you know your your top song that's been streamed like fifty thousand times or or whatever it is. 
Um, Mr. Meek Seeks. Uh, we're almost at 200,000. Okay. Yeah. So I'm bad at math. Like it's... That milestone. And also like going back to the art real quick, we want to yeah. get like our, our artist's name is Lawrence. Yep. Uh, Lawrence Crow. And he's, he's fucking amazing. He didn't make that. Um, no, not that. Oh, he didn't make that. Oh one. shit. No. Okay. So that one, I do want to do a shout out is Justin Staggs did the, the artwork for try hard forever, which was the, the, you know, the beanie baby, uh, tiger one which was originally so he actually produced yeah. and directed the uh, video seeing double at the triple rock for no effects okay oh nice and he's directed videos for like the foo fighters and all these other bands so he's primarily a filmmaker but he's a friend of mine who was um he kind of was you know generous enough to like do us a, a favor yeah basically and do that art so i do want to give a shout out to him because it was super cool i love how it turned out yeah. it's like very like scooby-doo yeah but, but other than that, ninety percent of our art has been done by Lawrence Crow. Okay, so uh, uh, quick shout out of their like Instagram handles or anything like that that you guys can you can think, throw. I think Lawrence is Lawrence Crow illustration. Lo, Lowe's Crow, L O Z, Lowe's Crow illustration. Okay, L O. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. And then Justin Sags. Let's see. Just Justin J U S T I N Stags S T A G G S, and that's his Instagram handle. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I mean, it. it you guys have uh, you guys have found some really great people to to illustrate, uh, you know, album covers and and things like that. Um, again, just it's it's one of these things where you know unsigned, you know, unknown quote unquote bands and and things like that where you know, you, you may not have the resources to, to find people like that. And, and you guys have definitely, uh, you know, met the right people in your lives to, uh, to be able to help with this kind of stuff. So that's awesome. Um, we're, we're definitely fortunate in that way. Yeah. So who's, who's Mr. Meek Seeks? Oh, he's, he's the, he's that blue motherfucker on Rick and Morty who grants all your wishes. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. So I've not. I've okay. never. I've never seen Rick, or Mo- Rick and Morty. Uh, oh, okay. So, I'll, I'll, yeah. Well, we can start you off by just saying you have to go check out the original video on YouTube uh, that from a guy named Royish Good Looks. So we did a cover of a songify that he did from the show Rick and Morty. Okay. With this episode of this guy named Mister Meeseeks, who uh, it's a little complicated, but he's like this little character that you hit a. Um, a button box. on a box called the Meeseeks box, and you wish for something, and then the Meeseeks has to give. He has, he has to, to make that, that thing way. happen, yeah. and before he can go away. Yeah. Where like a great instance would be like, oh man, I want to, and this is simplified for a television cartoon. But I'm like, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Boop, and then he make it for you, and then yeah. he disappear, and then he dies. Yep. So as soon as they complete their their uh, task, objective, fulfill their, task, their purpose, if you will. As, yeah. As yeah. soon as they fulfill their purpose, they can go away. Interesting. But, okay. but that whole point in that whole episode is Jerry wants to get better at his golf swing and he fucking sucks. And the Meeseeks cannot fulfill this. And so he's getting more and more and more Meeseeks to come and help him and none of them can do it. So then they start trying to murder everybody. Yeah. Because so, they just want to die. They so just want yeah, to they die. Want they, to die. They, they want to fulfill their purpose. Existence is pain because, because they can't do what they were yeah. born to do. Yeah. All right. All right. They don't live very long, so existence is pain. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely a you know a Saturday morning cartoon uh, 
uh, story oh. right there. So I mean, adult Adult Swim, yeah, very very adult. Yeah. Well, I mean, I so I've heard of Rick and Morty. I've just never I've never watched it. But uh, that's that's interesting. So um, so what I I I I don't know. I guess what was the inspiration of that song? I heard I heard the the songify song i was like joey you need to hear this and i showed it to jake and i was like let's do a cover of it and they're like okay gotcha that's it and for, <laughs> for those of you that don't know what songify is it's like when they take a viral video and like do weird auto-tune effects and turn it into a song yeah so they like take the, the the actual sound hide your wife hide the, your kids kind of thing yeah they take the actual sound of the video and they like auto-tune it to make it into a song gotcha okay all right well, there was a, there was a viral video that went online of it's the it is the exact same song, except not pop punk. Yeah, gotcha. So we just reached out to the dude. Yeah, so we we reached out to the guy and asked like, hey, can we cover your song because like we think that it would make a really good pop punk song. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, absolutely. So so we did it and uh, and now like we literally can't shut it off like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like if we if we have any consistency whatsoever in our band it's that mr meeseeks is just working all day long well i mean it's it's one of these things where um i was listening to an interview with uh, uh with the guys from i prevail and you know they're talking about how they they're trying to shake off the blank space song that you know made them huge and, and things like that and, and they were talking about yeah the next tour we're we're gonna leave it off of the the set list and you know not play it anymore and things like that but you know at the same time it's like why would you not play something that that the, the fans like to hear you know and and you know you obviously you you put it in with some of the other stuff and i mean now obviously you guys are gonna have to play kokomo every time like that's that's just gonna be a thing moving forward because oh, yeah. you know as we've talked about kokomo fucks so i mean that's that's it has to happen but we need to make that a shirt see it's funny because like we we have been asked to play me seeks a few times and we have never obliged <laughs> all right <laughs> and it's not because we don't want to play it it's just because like we literally have played it once for the recording and like we, i'm sure we could figure it out but we've definitely never practiced it <laughs> all right all right well so that i mean that uh, at some point we're gonna have to actually we will it. be playing it though. yeah it's a, it is a future plan coming up here so i think one cover per set though is enough and right now it's kokomo because that's where we're trying to push yeah i mean that and that makes a lot of sense so so let's so let's talk about originals you know from from you guys and and uh um you know, give give me you know, and and you know, trying to pick a pick an original as your favorite and and things like that's like picking your favorite child or whatever. But like, so when you guys when you guys are putting together a set list and, and things like that, like what are what are songs that you know originals that you guys have to always have in your set list? We'll, just, we'll start at the line going. Um, what's one that's never left the set? Well, so the one, yeah, our song "Bring Your A Game to a B Movie" has never left our set, which is an awesome song. I love that song. Like, oh, just a nice dancey one, you know? Yeah. That's the only one that's made it from start to finish. We we just recently changed our set list again. Yeah. Um, and so, still uh, made it. Yeah. Still so, made it. I don't know, Pat, what do you think about that? What? Like, are there any other songs that, like, we've never, there's no other one that's never left. That's the only one. No, we talk oh, about if, if, a if I pick a favorite. Of our songs, I think probably Kerosene is probably one of the most meaningful of the song of all of our songs. 
Okay. Yeah, we should play that one. Um, yeah, we should. I love that song. Because uh, that, that song just has a lot of deep... I mean, all the songs have like meaning to me, but like that one just got a deeper meaning to me. Okay. Uh, so that'd probably be my favorite. And and so so I guess why why is kerosene so meaningful to you? It's just about like suffering, like with your mental health, and um, just a lot of shit that I've gone through in my life. My family's gone through, and it's just personal. So okay. it's just a the deeply personal song. Yep. Okay. What else? What what other songs? You know, do you, you know? As, so, in creating, you know, the the latest set list for you know, as you guys are are getting back out there, you know, uh, touring and and things like that. Um, you know, what are some other songs that uh, you know people can expect to hear uh, when they come and see see you guys play? Yeah, one thing I'm really excited about is Lost Generation, which is our latest single that's not a cover. It's like our, you know, the, the most recent mm-hmm. original song that we've done. And I, I just think it's really cool because it's like a totally new direction from where we've, you know, it's a little bit heavier and faster. It's got kind of like a skate punk beat to it. It's and a little it's, dirty. It's it's really exciting because we're playing that now and it's it's difficult, you know, to try to, work out all the kinks in that one because it's way faster than anything else we play. For sure. Except for Kokomo. Actually, Kokomo is by far the fastest song. Because <laughs> what is it technically? 230? Yeah, it's like 230 BPM. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But, no, Lost Generation I think is great because there was, a lot of the songs there are like, they've been around for a long time but have never been recorded or maybe they've been recorded but not released. So Try Hard Forever was a lot of there are definitely plenty of new songs on that record too, but some of them are, you know, old songs that just never saw the light of day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that was this a cool album for like closure for some mm-hmm. of those songs. But then I feel like that was the first new one where we were like, I remember Pat and I kind of yeah, wrote the would... We were still listening to this band called Reaper, yeah. which was, uh, um, there's a band called Our Time Down Here from England that was like, yeah, very like, misfits alkaline trio okay yep like afi kind of and then that became a band called creeper which is we think is fucking awesome and yeah. pat and i were like yeah we should write a song like this like, song. super fast and like <laughs> yeah. and it originally didn't make the record yeah we wrote uh the lost generation was originally for try hard forever okay but it, it didn't fit with the rest of the album we didn't feel so we kept it off and then kind of um we decided to like put it out we felt it was kind of important to put it out during like during the pandemic when uh everything was happening over here with george floyd and, right and uh like the riots and stuff it it felt like um it was the right time to put it out okay that makes sense. It, it's talking about a lot of the same situations a lot of the same I mean, the first lyric is, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Like, right. it's around what we made. It's, yeah. uh, a lot of it was just depicting exactly what was happening. Wow. Uh, so we're yeah. like, this is the right time to put this out. Yeah. And I guess uh, a song for me that it's, it's never made uh, the set, but I, I still think it's my favorite City's Never Sleep song. And I didn't record it. I've never even played it with, like, the guy's live but uh, i no. <laughs> uh it's called the annexation of puerto rico oh, oh yeah yep. 
Yeah. Joe wrote that song. Like that song, I think is our, it's my favorite city's never sleep song besides Kokomo. Gotcha. Um, it's just, it's a good, it has a hook and I hope someday we should play that sometime. We should. I, I want it to like, yeah, it needs to make a re rebirth. You'll definitely it, hear those Green Day bass-tied influences on that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the hooks are there. Definitely yeah. like ingrained into that like kind of Green Day hoppy kind of feel to it. Like I'll, I'll put it this way: if we ever like when we do our next record, I'm that's going to be the one. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that one. I'm not going to play anything else. I'd be down to re-record that song, honestly. But so I think we got a bunch of new songs that we're going to record yeah, yeah. for our yeah. next album. But I want that one to be on it. Yeah, it won't good. be though. Yeah. But <laughs> so, we'll arm wrestle for it. So, <laughs> so, well, so, all right. So that so that that actually uh, you know is a, a perfect segue into you know what uh, you know what's on the docket for for cities never sleep. I mean, um, you know, you guys are you know two and a half hours apart. Well, one of you and the rest of you are you know nearby and and things like that. Um, you know, so I mean, are you guys you know actively you know starting to to record a, another album? Um, you know, I, I'm assuming there wasn't a ton of, uh, shows being played in, in 2020 and, and, you know, kind of what does, uh, yeah, it's zero. So, I mean, what does, you know, what does 2021 look like as far as, you know, you guys, uh, performing and, and, uh, you know, getting back out there so people can, can hear these songs live. Uh, we definitely got a bunch, like we're going to, I think we're doing the singles route instead of like an actual record Okay. or it's just gonna be singles. Uh, so we have a few originals. And then a cover. Yeah, we have two originals. We've got like recorded ish right now that we have to finish a couple things on. But like fairly soon, we'll have at least two singles, like originals coming out. That's awesome. You know, at some point here, and then um, Uptown Punk. Uptown Punk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have eighteen months to make that happen. Yep. Yeah, and then wait, did we have another cover we had in the bag? I mean, we're there's so many in the bag, but. Yeah. We we have this problem of starting to record things and like not finishing them. So like we, we have, have a thing of starting things and not. Well, finishing it's them. really exciting though because you get to like oh, it's like opening. Yeah. It's like finding like twenty dollars in your coat like like next winter, you know? Yeah, yeah. When you're like, oh, I, I used this for like a hot dog one night. I mean, I haven't worn this coat since then. It's <laughs> like that. Always songs where yeah, we're I mean, like, this is actually not that bad. Let's finish it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could we could finish our Dracula Never Sleeps album. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's Dracula Never Sleeps. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, so are, you just, uh, are you just going straight up goth on this album or? Joe, take it. No, so it's like it was a sitcom. Like I was, <laughs> I was enthralled with Jason Segal's like. Oh, um, oh yeah, his uh, his vampire his, like, musical. Oh, yeah. so, like, it, it began like as a thing where I would just like sing like eighty songs as Dracula. Okay. And then like, um, and then eventually we actually recorded. Um, what, what song was it? Don't you forget about me. Yeah, don't you. <laughs> and so we we recorded an entire song like cover of dracula singing that song with only like church organs in the background and bells and and, we had like weird like church bells yeah and And, uh, so yeah it's a life track we're gonna make a video that that you may or may not end up seeing dracula we we've you know we've if you check out our YouTube ever, we do a lot of dumb shit. It's yeah. probably only funnest to, uh, funny yeah. to us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we were 
initially intending on making a Dracula Never Sleeps little sitcom, we made a laugh track. <laughs> a for, terrifying laugh track. A terrifying laugh track <laughs> where each of us did impersonations of different like monster characters. Okay. Yep. Like, you know, like Frankenstein, how would he laugh? Or the mummy. And so we would each record each of us attempting the laugh to see who <laughs> did the best one. And I think the best, most memorable one is, what was it, like, Hemorrhoid Santa? No, it was Kidney Stone Santa Claus. <laughs> <Kidney> Stone Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, two different. So problems. what happened was Pat was trying to, like, do Dracula's voice. And I'm like, you don't sound like Dracula. You sound like Santa Claus with a kidney stone. <laughs> okay. And so he was going like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, I, I don't know if, I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a kidney stone. No, uh, no. I've had I've had one. It's uh, the absolute worst, and and I'll never I'll never forget. So I'm I'm in the the emergency room, and and they finally dope me up, so I don't I'm not feeling anything anymore. And 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 my and my nurse comes in, and she's like she's like, so I've had four kids and one kidney stone, and I will have four more kids before I would have another kidney stone. So I was like, right, <laughs> so I was like right there. Now I can say I know what childbirth feels like. Got it. Done. Oh. And, and so, yeah, that that does not go over well whenever I bring that <laughs> up. But um, but yeah, it was it was the absolute worst, uh, the worst feeling in the entire world. I, I would not wish that on my my worst enemy having a kidney stone. And and Santa cannot have a kidney stone like that's no, that's, no, that's just no. not cool. No. Oh, yeah, we have a Christmas yeah. record. We, we have uh, we did the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas Don't Be Late music video. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've it's got, festive uh, as fuck. Yeah, so every year up until recently, we did um, uh, a Christmas EP where it would be one Christmas classic, pop punk. Yep. And it would be one original Christmas song. And then we would do um, like a three to four minute rant of me talking as Christopher Walken. <laughs> so we have Walken around the Christmas tree, Walken uh, in a winter wonderland. Yep. And uh, what was the last one? It's that weird, creepy oh, snowman. I'm walk, I'm walking in through the woods or something like that. So, yeah. so, so wait a minute. So wait a minute. You're telling walking me in the air. That's what it was. Yeah. So wait a minute. You're telling me we've we've been chatting for a, about an hour and seventeen minutes at this point, and we've not had Christopher Walken show up on this this podcast in any way, shape, or form. I don't I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> there he is. Here, hold on. I, I need to uh, I need to vacate my bladder before this happens. <laughs> Well, that's a terrible time to do it. He's like on stage. He's like, "Hey, it's your cue." You're like, "I'm gonna go piss." <laughs> uh, well, so, when you gotta go, you gotta you know, go. I guess when walking hits, walking hits. Yeah, uh, that, that's awesome. Recording of Christopher Walken is always was always very interesting, though. Is we'd record like two hours worth of him just riffing, bullshitting, <laughs> and then somehow edited edit it down to uh, like like. Five, yeah. six, three-minute thing. Yeah, three-minute things. Well, the yeah. first two were like three minutes, and this, the third one was like six minutes because there was just too much good shit. Oh. But, the, yeah, those are on our band camp. If you feel like those out there, uh, they are still there. Okay, all right. Like so, I said, there are hidden cities gems all over the internet. You just got to look for them. Right. Gems and music loosely. Gems. All right, so so while Walken is, uh, is relieving it's, himself at the moment, um, he's coming back. He's coming back. All right. So let's uh let's let's see what Christopher Walken has to say. 
All right. Are you there, Chris? There. Here. Who's knowing where? I don't think any of us are really any place, if you had to ask me. <laughs> I'm... Uh, oh, I mean, who's got the time? You know? Time. So it's not a great impression. It's just super fun to do. He's no friend of mine. Ken. He's no friend of mine. <laughs> or, it, or he's very, like, Christopher Walken Dracula. Well, well, that's my next thing is, it, it, does Christopher Walken also do the impersonation of Dracula at the same time? Holy shit. Dude, that's what it is. That's the show. It's Christopher Walken being Dracula. Dracula. Or the, like here, Dracula. the show is Christopher Walken and Dracula are roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that like that uh hey Call leave a voicemail, like their voicemail message Call like hey it's Christopher Walken Call and the... Dracula. Like Call I can't do either. Couple. <laughs> the goth couple is the goth couple. The goth yeah, couple. There you go. Goth couple. That sounds very dirty. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody tries to make that show, um, I've got the recording that, that you guys came up with it. it first. So yeah, we did it first. So fuck you, give yeah. us those royalties, bitch. <laughs> oh, Dracula, you uh, can't, you so, can't do that in here. So ba- like the what we would do, it's it's tough to come up with the perfect walk-inism because he's so like amazing. Yep. At, at just saying things in the most. Walking just away. Walking away. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So what we would do is, I'm pretty sure I would just, I just sat in the in the vocal booth and talked for like an hour, <laughs> and like Jake had to edit through it and find like the best three minutes in the most cohesive way possible. Oh, that's, so that's awesome. I, that's just that's <laughs> fucking great. Oh, so because we just like half of our content is just letting Joe go wild and like seeing what comes out of it. It's gotta gotta churn through the through the bad ideas to get the good. You gotta ones churn there. through the milk to make butter. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Um, all right. Well, so I don't want to I don't want to take up too much more of your guys' time. I I know. Uh, I mean, the fact that you're in the studio, I I think you guys need to record. Uh, yeah, we're not uh, doing shit. Well, you need to you need to start working <laughs> on Uptown Punk. I mean, you you only oh, have okay. yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, only yeah. have a little bit of time to work on it. So definitely sure. should be doing stuff. So, but. Um, but so before before I let you guys go, um, you know, uh, you know, plug away as far as you know where where everybody can find you, kind of what's coming up, uh, you know, in the next few months, um, you know, where where uh, you know what's what's going on with Cities Never Sleep. We're gonna try to do some shows. Like we have uh, one book for next week, but July seventeenth. I don't know when this is coming out, but. Probably sometime in August. So, so that show already happened. And I imagine so it was we fantastic. did so good. There was like a couple thousand people in there. <laughs> we set records. We sold completely out of merch. Nice, um, nice. Uh, Kokomo is now platinum. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, so you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So thank you very yeah, much for the support. Um, <laughs> but no, it, uh, shows. We're just trying to pick up as many as we can, uh, hoping to get tours going because we can now we're all vaxxed waxed and ready to flax i know we're all talking uh recently about trying to get a couple music videos filmed up here again whether you know it be for one of the originals or like you know another cover that we've got like recorded or whatever so um 
uh, there should be a video somewhere out here at some point. That's awesome. kind of the way we work. <laughs> By the way, there's a video for Kokomo. I don't know if we talked about that at all. Oh, yeah. There is a music video for that. Yep. If you haven't seen it, I've, you really, really, really have to see I, it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I get onto your guys' YouTube page and, and uh, check out all the gems that, that are on there. It's, it sounds like... It sounds like it, beyond anything else you know and, and again you know the the music is great and things like that but the four of you uh, together just have this camaraderie of being able to to get together bullshit around and and create magic by the sounds of it and and people need to illusions, people need to michael. check it out <laughs> illusions michael <laughs> So, um, so where, where can everybody find you guys on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, you know, YouTube, you know, all, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, fa well, Facebook says never sleep music, Instagram says never sleep, Twitter, CNS band. We don't do a whole lot on there, but when I do, it's absurd. Uh, <laughs> at one point in time, I was looking for uh, little finger pants for a tech deck. I wanted to make finger bands, finger skinny no, no, no. jeans. Yeah, skinny skinny jeans. Jeans. Levi's five tens for yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. it's like, does anyone know where I could get any Levi's five tens, but for fingers? Also, fun fact: um, Jesus follows us on uh, on Twitter. Wow! Yeah. So does Sydney uh, Jesus official? Jesus yeah. official yeah. Twitter. Uh, yeah. So does Stan Key Wiener. Stan Key Wiener, the yeah. one of the most brilliant newscasters really to ever hit the internet of our time of our wow. generation even yeah uh, he's 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 incredible i i mean Sorry. you got i mean clearly you guys have made it if jesus is following you like that's yeah. what what more do you need after yeah. that so and i mean once jesus heard kokomo he's like oh that fucks yeah. he's like, <laughs> he's like fuck turning water into wine kokomo he started fucks. following us back in 2010 he just fucking knew wow yeah, he knew kokomo was coming yeah. so um, then we're also on, on YouTube, Says Never Sleep Chan. We're on TikTok, Says Never Sleep. Come find us. And if there's social media, we're there somewhere. Oh, we TikTok. We TikTok. We just put one out today. All right. We've got a new, we've got a new, we've got a new gross one on the way. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, guys. Um, food <laughs> so guys, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for being on, on this and, and, uh, um, you know, I, I, I've had a, a, a immense amount of fun chatting with you guys, bullshitting and, and, uh, um, you know, it, definitely you guys have to keep me posted on everything that's, uh, that's coming up. And, you know, if by chance, you know, you, you guys start, uh, you know, getting some touring and, and can maybe make it out to the East coast, you know, uh, even yeah, where in the East coast are you? Uh, I, so I'm in Vermont. So I, I live in, I live okay. in Vermont. So, but if you, uh, if, quick random thing, uh, do you know the band keep flying? No, no. Okay. They fuck too. Uh, they're from like Pennsylvania, New York, like, okay. East Coast is like a clusterfuck to me, but anyway, they're great. And so a fun little tidbit, um, John James Ryan, he played the sax solo in Kokomo. Which, which, by the way, I, I, I would have said that the Kokomo cover was awful if you guys didn't have a saxophone in it. So, yeah. thankfully, so that you is, got that. That is solely, like, 100% because of John James Ryan from Keep Flying. Yeah. Okay. And so, I, I will say, like, like if we're going to be plugging any band besides our own, check them out. Keep and, flying. like, for you, hit them up. Be like, yo, I'm talking to cities. They said you guys fuck. And... They do. They're they're one of the most fun bands I've seen in a very long time. And on top of it, they're solid dudes and they're huge nerds. 
Awesome. I will. Uh, I will definitely uh, reach out to them and and check check out uh, their tunes. Yeah. I mean, we're like ska pop punk goodness. Oh, I fucking love ska music. Like, oh, oh, oh pick it up, pick it up. God, uh, I mean, and and obviously living in in New England and um, you know close to Boston. I mean, Dropkick Murphys is you know just gods as far as I'm concerned. Like, just love. Yeah, I was them. a Five Iron Frenzy boy. Okay. Yep. Yeah, there, there. I had, I had some buddies that that created a, a ska band. They called themselves McCash, which, uh, you know, didn't didn't end up going anywhere. But then, and then there was another band called uh, T.I.P., which was short for uh, Ten Inch Penises. So that was uh, <laughs> um, that was fantastic. And um, but yeah, just uh, can relate. Gotta gotta have gotta have some brass in in music every now and then. So I mean, there, right, there's absolutely. no doubt about that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Check out Keep Flying. Keep Flying. I I will like, for sure. They're phenomenal. And, uh, like they're probably, I would love to tour with them because yeah. they're just great dudes. Yeah. I'd love to tour with them too. And we, our, our chaos hasn't met each other yet where I feel like it's like when storms come together and they make supercells, yep. I think we would be like the reincarnation of pop punk twister. That would be awesome. And you guys, like we're like an F fucking six. <laughs> like we're going to destroy that one poor That'll lady's be, house. Dude, that is that's what our tour will be. We'll get a tour with them. We'll call it the Twister Tour. Dude, the Spear Rain Tour. Spear Rain. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And you guys get to Boston, and, and I'll be right there in the front. So, um, All right. I better see you stage dive. I, well, of course. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm granted, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, a spring chicken by any stretch of the imagination. Well, but, attitude. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Um, th- again, thank you so much. And, thank uh, you. And, uh, you know, and again, we will, we will talk soon. Thanks, And there was my conversation with Cities Never Sleep. There were a lot of promises made during the show, so hopefully we get the Uptown Punk and Walkin' Vampire musical coming soon. Like I said, everyone needs to check out all of their music and just enjoy some seriously great pop punk music. Before we bring the show to an end, don't forget about Pop Punk Takeout Box. Like I've mentioned in the past, they have selected a handful of artists within the pop-punk genre to be featured in each monthly box. You choose whether you'd like a small takeout box or a large pizza box. Your box will arrive approximately three weeks after orders for the month's box close. Much like how every artist is unique, so will your order be every month. Every monthly box will contain unique merch items from each artist featured, so no box will be the same. Your order will also contain a card with a short description of each band featured that month as well as where you can listen to their music and support them. Give them a follow at poppunktakeout and go to the website poppunktakeout.com for information and order your box. And now, after hearing the great story of how this song became a cover for Cities Never Sleep, close your eyes and imagine you are on a beach while the soothing pop-punk sounds of Kokomo fill your ears. Join me next week for another great interview with another great band.